What's it been like for you being a 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 What's it been like for you What day is it? Well, it is technically National Empanada Day, and it's also National Zoo Lovers Day. But more importantly, it's your lucky day to listen to the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Steiner. I'm Kyler Ludlow. What more could you want than an empanada than us? Yeah, I, I don't know. Their list is probably pretty short. I can't believe that. I mean, <laughs> empanadas are great. Anyways, back to the real topic at hand while you tuned in. This is the Eastern Insider Podcast on another fruitful week of EMU Athletics. We saw a lot of action on the field, Kyler. You and I got to stand out at baseball and witness EMU baseball's resurgence this week. Nine consecutive series they've taken now over Bowling Green as they get their first one of 2019, uh, winning uh, on Friday and then winning again on Sunday. And we'll hear from Eric Roof and Justin Mice later in this broadcast, but uh, really feel good moments for those kids. Yeah, absolutely. And as we just found out, Scotty Granzato was named one of the pitchers of the week for the Mid-American Conference for his performance on Friday night when he threw a complete game, only allowed one run, was just fantastic on the mound for the Eagles. So two great pitching performances to start and finish that series, and it led to the win. And you look at it overall, Eastern improved in a lot of different ways. They have a chance to, to get back at it this week. They'll be on the road once more, but it was really good to see them at home. They'll have Oakland in Rochester on Wednesday, 3 o'clock start up there at the Oakland Ball Diamond, but then they'll be on the road in Muncie, Indiana, to take on uh, what once was a nationally ranked ball club as early as last week in the Ball State Cardinals and Rich Maloney's club. Uh, but they scuffled a little bit in Mount Pleasant, so it'll be Eastern's chance to go down there and try to knock off the Cardinals, a very tough team always. Yeah, and the good thing that this Eastern Michigan squad has going for them is that so far this year, they've played their toughest series on the road. They played a Northern Illinois team who's 6-3. and three. They've played against Miami, who's right at the top of the league standings and has been very good all season long. So they've got that experience of playing some of the top top competition on the road and this is just another chance for them to get battle tested and maybe hopefully bring back a series win you mentioned playing top tested competition that is what our gymnastic team has been known for all year long they go up against the uh, the best of the best at the ann arbor regional over the weekend as they were in action in ann arbor and i know you caught up with three gymnasts who punched their ticket for the NCAA regionals and had high expectations there at the chrysler center yeah, Emily DeBronix, Courtney Beasold, and Allie Smith all popped by earlier today and uh, just got a chance to sit down and talk with them about the experience of going to the regional and uh, the expectation from the season to what developed, how they finished strong, got the chance to go to the NCAAs, and then you know, kind of building on that going into next year. So it's it's really fun conversation. There are three gymnasts who, I mean, all of them work extremely hard. They're the ones that saw the fruits of their labor uh, come to uh, a head when it Put them in the Chrysler Center, performing with some of the top competition in the country. Well, and I think the the biggest thing to take away from that, they're all underclassmen still. Absolutely, they're two juniors and a sophomore, so they combined with 
the recruiting class coming in and the momentum that they are building at the end of this year as a real chance to carry over and let this team start next year off on the right foot. Speaking of starting off on the right foot, it'll be Eastern Michigan football's team. They will close out their spring campaign this Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, with the annual spring game. It'll be your chance to see the Eagles on the field as they will battle. They'll have a draft tomorrow evening to pick the two sides for the respective game. Always an intriguing battle uh, that you'll see. It, gates will open at 1.30, and then we'll have the game kickoff at 3 on Saturday. Decent weather expected, about 50 degrees, but a lot of different things for people to see and do. Uh, on the south end, the touchdown terrace will be open for the adults, and the kids zone will be also out there. Uh, I know Keegan will probably enjoy the <laughs> face painters and the balloon artists and everything else that will be out there as well. Yeah, he will. It will be a great day. But it also gives a chance that, you know, there's a lot of questions surrounding this team now because of the players that graduated and moved on. And so uh, knowing that there's that many things to look out for, it should make for an interesting day to see people in new positions or new people in old positions and see what develops. Traditionally, we would have a spring game preview for you, but instead we went in a little different direction since we figured we'd have football on the broadcast next week to recap the spring game. Instead, we'll go with a season ticket holder. And today we sat down with Alex Landon, uh, who is currently the interim associate director for first year admissions at EMU. But more importantly, he's an EMU football and basketball young alumni season ticket holder. As right now, season ticket renewals have been mailed out. Lots of folks rolling back in more than 30 percent of last year's season ticket holders have already renewed, and it's only two weeks in to uh, the process, and that's a really good number and a chance. We talked with Alex uh, about why people, especially somebody like him, uh, would be so much on board with buying season tickets and really the benefits of it. Yeah, and that's something I look forward to listening to just because, you know, the, the program's at a height of success with two bowl games in the last three years that there's a little more expectation behind going into the year. And I think that's a fun aspect for season ticket holders, you know, to really get excited about. Well, and then we also close out the broadcast with a stop by on the track surface as Tyler Underwood, you got a chance to catch up with him. Yeah. Tyler popped by. He's a senior from nearby Clinton, Michigan. Uh, they have a really big meet this weekend down at the Tennessee relay. Some of the best competition in the country will be there. And he's had a very good start to his outdoor season he was a mac sprinter of the week or runner of the week last week and so it's it's really fun to sit down and catch up with him um, talk to him about his time here at eastern he's a guy who started his freshman year ran in two races and then six races as a sophomore and then was all mac as a junior so he's kind of built up and is a, a real uh, testament of how hard work can pay off as we round out the schedule men's golf will be this week in action in Happy Valley, they'll be at the Rutherford Intercollegiate in University Park, PA. Uh, they will have their one more tune-up after that before the MAC Championships. Meanwhile, we'll be talking a little women's golf uh, next week as well as they get ready for their chance to go to Purgatory on Easter weekend to bring home a MAC Championship. And then rowing will be in action at the George Mason Invitational. So lots of things in store on a busy week and a, a chance to no real home action this week but yeah. a chance to follow some teams on the road yeah and it's you know coming off of rowing's really big day uh, in new jersey on sunday 
knowing that they get to go back out on the water and, and face some competition that uh, will be in their uh, conference tournament or conference championships will be great. And uh, so we're looking forward. We'll talk to Kemp Savage, too, in the future uh, as he kind of set us up, get us ready for this season. Now uh, they're here. They're in the thick of it. So it's a fun time. But like you said, nobody's home this week except for football on Saturday, really. Gives you a chance to go hit the links, grab some empanadas, and listen to our podcast right after this in a quick timeout. With the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your health care coverage anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now from the Apple Store or Google Play. Eastern Michigan, four runs, seven hits, no errors as they pick up the win. Bowling Green, no runs, nine hits, and no errors as we're joined by the victorious head coach as Eastern Michigan shuts out a conference opponent for the first time since Miami a year ago. Coach, what a masterful pitching performance by Justin Mice, and then following up Holden Cook to, to pitch out of a, a jam as well. Yeah, absolutely. Justin was outstanding today. Um, I think I got 10 ground ball outs. He attacked all day, filled it up, gave us a chance, and um, Holden helped us out as well in the 8th and the ninth. Got a little shaky there in the 8th, but he was able to pitch out of it, and um, you know, scrapped together enough runs early to give us a chance and uh, come away with the series win. For Justin, it was a kid who'd never gone longer than five innings. He's able to scatter the seven hits, and, and you touched on 11 ground ball outs, six fly outs, just two walks as well. I mean, not walking certainly helps you stay in a ball game a lot longer. Absolutely. He's a strike thrower, and uh, when he has the success, the balls are at the bottom of the zone, balls at the bottom of the zone that, that produces the ground ball. So um, I thought our defense did a really good job, too, making some plays to help him out, but all the credit goes to Justin. Quality start. Weather feels warm, so he stretched those guys out a little bit. I think he got a little bit over 100 pitches, um, but he looked good all day. Two runs in that second inning. You're able to get a nice lead calms him down after that first inning you add another in the fourth and then I have to ask you about the eighth inning the base is loaded uh, the ball hits the outfield the catcher was perfectly positioned in Haas what from our vantage point it just looked like interference because he didn't allow uh, the runner to have a, an access to home plate exactly. is that what you saw yeah exactly obstruction on the uh, the catcher you got to give the uh, the base runner a lane to slide in there so he's not allowed to block the plate with or without the ball ball was in the air um, obviously, it's up the line a little bit because the, the throw is coming from left field, but the umpire um, thought that he impeded his uh, progress to home plate and then called obstruction. On the offensive side of things, a, uh, a day which Zach Owings does not get a hit, still extends the on-base streak now at 20 games, but you're able to get performances. Nate Jones, uh, one official at-bat, he walks a couple times, has a hit-by-pitch, scores three different runs, and sees that batting average climb, but more importantly, uh, the Jones brothers, a really good ability, one behind the plate and the other on the base pass as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our offense kind of takes off with Timco and Owings at the top, but other guys stepped up today, and that's what we've been preaching all year, that um, pick each other up. So uh, Nate had really good at-bats today. Kaufman had good at-bats. Cruiser had good at-bats as well. Hopkins at the bottom as well. So when you do that, um, you know, you don't have to put as much pressure on those guys at the top that have been swinging the bat as well. They can kind of relax a little bit you know, and give us a chance. A first series victory of the season. A lot of pressure now relieved because you get that thing and things maybe start flowing a little differently than 
because guys start believing in themselves in a different way when you take that first series. Yeah, if you look at the weekend overall, very encouraging with the pitching staff, very encouraging um, with the defense. I thought yesterday we swung to that really well. We just didn't get the breaks that we needed to. So overall, it was a great weekend. It's good to be back at home and um, looking forward to carry it over through the midweek and into the weekend. Yeah, you touched on the midweek. You're back against Oakland, a game right now that's scheduled to be at their place, but we always know with rain, anything's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. uh, walk us through the next week going to Oakland and then having a, a game against Ball State, a team that this week dropped uh, two of three. They're winning right now it, at Mount Pleasant, but a team that may be scuffling a little bit as well. Yeah, for sure. We're going to enjoy the series win today. We'll get the, the guys will be off tomorrow. Um, we'll practice Tuesday. We'll have a good practice to pre prepare for Wednesday. We'll hopefully get that game in Wednesday, um, you know, weather permitting. And then we'll hit the road Thursday to head to Ball State. Ball State's always a tough place to play just because the ball seems to jump a little bit at their ballpark. Um, they've got some really good arms. They've got a really good team. So we're going to have to uh, game plan and get ready to go on Thursday for the weekend, but hopefully to build off it each week. So, you know, if Scotty can t continue to, to pitch the way he does, Luke McGuire, whoever's in that Saturday role, can make some adjustments as well and then, um, you know, get the ball to Justin on Sunday. So I think the guys can see the recipe for success when they get ahead. Um, they pitch the contact early in the count, and, um, you know, they let the defense work, and the defense just making routine plays. So um, if we can continue to do that, we'll be just fine. You're going to put the pressure on the guys at the uh, MAC office in Cleveland to decide uh, who's going to be player of the week from your club as well as you perform this week. I think there's no pressure. I think it's Scotty Granzato, hands down. Um, he did a great job. Justin Mize, obviously. Um, deserves some credit there, but going complete game um, on Friday night, yeah, I'll give it to Justin. Eric, appreciate your time. Congratulations on the win, and we look forward. To, we won't be with you next week, but we'll be back with you uh, Ohio weekend as well. Sounds good. Thanks, Greg. There he is. Quick timeout. We'll have Justin Mice when we return. Joined by the Sunday star, Justin Mice, able to go seven innings, seven hits, no runs, strikes out three, and walks just two. You had a first inning where you had uh, some pressure put on you and really seemed to settle down after that. What was going on through your mind in that first inning? Yeah, you know, they had um, a couple couple base hits, and I think I walked a guy in the first inning. Um, yeah, but it felt good. I, I was able to settle in, keep my fastball low in the zone, and um, was able to get some weak contact. Had a lot of ground balls today, and uh, the defense helped me a lot today. That was big today. Defense picked you up in, in a lot of different ways, and, and you look at it, they spot you that two spot in the second, and that helps you relax a little bit more knowing that you have a lead to pitch with. Absolutely, yeah. It's always nice going out there, um, like you said, in the second inning, and you already have you already have the lead. So um, you can pitch the contact and make them put the ball in play. And Because uh, Coach says it all the time, get our offense back in the dugout. So you need a quick inning. Um, and then it was big that we got the shutdown inning. We look at shutdown innings. When we score, we want to hold them and get our bats back in the uh, dugout. When we talked to Scott on, on Friday, he said uh, the biggest – thing that he noticed this week was just being back at home sleep in your own bed not having to worry about getting on a bus how relaxing was it to, to for you this being your first start ever in this ballpark to, to just wake up come in here and and enjoy a Sunday absolutely yeah I felt really good I think Scott said it was seven or eight weeks in a row we were on the road and it definitely felt good you know play in front of our home fans and um, especially take the series at home um, that was big, and uh, we're looking forward to coming back in two weeks. I heard your parents made the trip in. They did. They drove yeah. in from Pittsburgh. Did they surprise you, or did you know they were coming? No, I knew they were coming. Uh, so it was nice. Obviously, 
they got to see a uh, series win, and uh, they got to see a good game today. How's the arm feeling? I know you've never gone more than five innings before yeah. in an Eastern uniform. Yeah, feels good. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll be a little sore tomorrow, but um, I'm still running on adrenaline right now. So Then you hand the ball off to Holden Cook. He goes two innings, uh, able to strike out four as Eastern retires seven Bowling Green Falcons via the strikeout. But what's the biggest takeaway from this series? You guys have been so close the first two series with lock-off losses, and then finally to, to flip the table a little bit, it has to, to feel much differently. Definitely. Um, I think we, we put in a complete game uh, today and the rest of this weekend. But um, like you said, pitchers really attacked low in the zone. We were able to get some contact. Um, and then offense has been swinging it well this week, and uh, especially this week defensively. We, we were pretty sharp. Having a guy behind the plate like Nick and then A.J. in the dugout calling that, helping you call that game, what, what do those guys mean? They mean everything. I mean, obviously AJ's been through it, and uh, you know I trust Nick. Nick Nick is a great guy, um, and you know you know he talks to me in between innings. But more importantly, um, like they've been through it, so I'm trying to listen and learn as much as I can from the two of them. Justin, now you get to go back on the road a midweek game at Oakland on Wednesday, and then a trip to to Ball State awaits. Uh, I know you haven't pitched against the Cardinals, but uh, thoughts on going back on the road after this series win? I think we got to take the momentum from this home series and first of all carry it into Oakland and then uh, get a win in Oakland and then build off build off the wins and um, try to take another max series. Appreciate your, your time. You pick up the first win of your EMU career. Uh, a good feeling to now go home and celebrate with the folks after the win number one. Definitely, definitely. Congratulations. We'll catch you in the Ohio series, hopefully after another big victory. Absolutely. Another quick timeout. Kyler and I wrap up this one. We will return to O-Strike after this. Do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to Candy Cane Wireless, your local Boost mobile dealer, and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Cane Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor. Back here on the Eastern Insider Podcast as we roll on, Alex Langdon joins us now as we kind of start talking a little bit more about outside the true sports realm and go a little further into the more ticket holder realm and why people come to EMU athletic events. A lot has changed in the ticket holder world for Eastern Michigan the last few years with the addition of the Aspire group. And Alex Langdon joins us to talk to us about why he's become an EMU ticket holder. Alex, thanks for joining the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. First off, we'll, we'll get right down to it. You're a, you're a ticket holder for both football and basketball alumni as the spring game gets going and, and coming up this weekend. What really is, excites you the most about the changes in the football program in the last few years? Yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about with the, with the program in the last couple of years. I think that there's a there's a big difference in the way that the program feels over the last several years. I've been a, a watcher of EMU athletics since I was in school, so it's been about almost a decade now. And what you have seen happen, and it really came with, with Coach Creighton, is what you've seen happen is the team has a new culture about it. Um, there's an expectation that the team is going to do well as opposed to you know a hope that they wouldn't do poorly. And I think that's really... It's an exciting thing to watch happen within the program. It's exciting to see people get excited about the program. Um, I think the thing that excites me most, though, is that you know you're watching a team that they've been successful and they continue to have pieces to build on. And I think that's really what defines 
a program's ability to to move forward and to advance is their ability to reload and do it over again and do it again a year after year and not just have a year where you happen to have a couple of talented guys. You actually establish an ability to do it one year, find new talent, do it again. And that's what program and culture building is all about. I think that's what excites me most about this team is that we have something to look forward to year after year. And, and coming into this year, they have a lot of experience coming back defensively. They have a lot of experience coming back offensively. I think that we lost a couple of folks, some really important folks on the defensive line, a really important linebacker, some offensive linemen. Um, but for the most part, they return a lot of the guys that people are really excited about their ability. I mean, we're talking about all conference players that are coming back. As a both undergrad and a graduate degree holder from Eastern Michigan, what was it like uh, coming to, to games as an undergrad? Were you always involved? Not nearly as much, to tell you the truth. I think that as I advanced through my college career, I got more and more interested in being involved in, in sporting events at the university. And to tell you the truth, I actually am more involved as an alum than I ever was as a student. But even as a student, I did still attend games, had a good time. And I think that when you do that, it's it's a way that you can rally around something as a group. I think that college athletics for everything that people say about them and, and for what is true and what's not true about them. I think that one of the things that's really great about them in student bodies is that they give students something to come together and to do as a group. Um, and I think that there's less and less of that um, that we find. And there are a lot of ways that you can do that on college campuses. It's not just athletics, but at the same time, athletics provide us a venue to bring student bodies together for you to have a good time. And, I, and that's what I remember going to sporting events. To tell you the truth, I, when I was in college, I can't look back and tell you about the success of most of the programs at that time. I can tell you about some of the good players. I can tell you about where the program was as a whole. But what you really remember is the experiences you have at those games with the folks that you have those experiences with. And I think that that continues into being an alum as well. In your current role, certainly I'm, I'm uh, sure it plays a big role in it as well as the EMU interim associate director for first year admissions, trying to, to get those first year college students. And we know Eastern is such a non-traditional school, but enticing those people to come to games and really make athletics a part of their, uh, their collegiate fabric is really an interesting chore that also I'm sure with the success of the program and change has, has also helped aid your job as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, any, from an admissions standpoint and, and, you know, I think what I would say is that anything that's good for the university, anything that's good press for the university is, is going to be good for <laughs> admissions because um, anything that gets people talking about the university is always positive. And when, when athletic events can be positive experiences for students, I think that that's what, what benefits, you know, any student when they're looking for an, you know, from an admissions perspective. And I, I also think that, you know, for, for some folks, you would say that it's, it's a drawing factor. It depends on the student. Um, you know, we encounter students that they don't need this to be a part of their experience, but at the same time, we also encounter students that they want it to be a big part of their experience. And when those experiences, like I said, can be positive and when it's something that you are able to offer students, it's just one more way on top of excellent academic programs and a wonderful campus that you can continue to give prospective students something to look forward to. But yeah, I mean, as the teams are better, obviously, that becomes an easier and easier sell. Everybody looks and, and enjoys a different part of the, the game day atmosphere, whether it's tailgating, 
hanging out in the alumni tent, sitting on touchdown terrace or whatever it might be. What what's your kind of usual pregame routine? And what when you walk in the stadium, what all are, are you looking for and, and able to do each time? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the thing that, that we will always go to is I'm, I'm very, very lucky to have a really, really close knit group of alumni friends that um, we, we have used Eastern athletics and specifically Eastern football as, as, as our way to keep in touch and our way to continue to do something together as we have left school. And I think that all of us will recognize that regardless of, of how the team does the importance of, of EMU football in our lives is that it gives us a reason to continue to be together. Um, and so we, we get together before all the games, we have a group that tailgates and it's, we always go out, we play cornhole, we eat food, we have a really good time. And then we all go into the game and, um, a couple of us that are in there and I, and I will say so myself too, I am a bit of a football nerd. So whenever I'm in the game, I mean, everything that goes on during the game, other than the game itself is a little bit on the periphery, uh, because I am, I'm pretty focused on what's going on on the field because I, I love the sport. I used to play the sport when I was in high school. So it's a really, it's a really fun thing for me to watch the development of the team itself, but it's definitely when it comes to pregame and having a space to be with those folks. And when you go into the game, I do love the addition of the touchdown terrace. It's really been awesome the last couple of years because it does give you something else to do in the stadium. It gives you something else to look forward to. Um, and I think that's what a game day experience is all about is can you, can you do things that, keep you energetic and keep you entertained because at the same time, while I recognize that I'm one of those people that loves to watch the game, a lot of people go to the games because it is a social space. Um, and that is a big part of why they're there. What is the added value of me being here other than the program? And as the program becomes more successful, that's less of a necessity, but it still plays a role. Over the past few years, certainly under Scott Weatherby's tenure and even before him, when Heather Like was here, a lot of it has become getting feedback and and noticing what season ticket holders are wanting and needing. And, and because of that, a lot of things have changed in the stadium, whether it's anything from the lights to the scoreboard to, to just food options. What As a season ticket holder and knowing Eastern is really listening to that kind of stuff, does it make, and f make you feel more empowered? Because, okay, now I have a way and a voice to, to help make changes at the games, the things that I really want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I and I would go ahead and say that I do think that in Heather Likes tenure and then now in, in Scott Weatherby's tenure, I think that the the game day experience has continued to improve dramatically. Um, when I initially graduated from school and was going to Eastern Games, the the experience that was created in the in the stadium was almost non existent. Um, and the problem with that is that you're not going to get the the typical game goer back again and again and again when the experience is not what keeps you there. And I think that they've done a really, really wonderful job. And every year, year in and year out, they do more and more to add ways to engage with fans during the game. And I think that's amazing. Um, I think they're doing a really, really awesome job. Um, but I, I definitely think from a feedback standpoint, you see it. And that's been the really nice thing is that they're not just taking the feedback and then you don't see things go into place. They're taking the feedback and they're taking steps to do the things that season ticket holders are asking for. Cause you know, we've, we've got a large enough group of folks that we communicate with that we've got a 
you know, I don't have a good feel for how everybody feels, but there's a, a pretty good group of people that I, I hear the desires and the wants from the stadium and from the experience. And you start to see those things come along and they've done a lot of really, really good work over the last couple of years. And I think people are responding. And well then my, final, my final question would be if somebody's right now listening at home thinking, okay, I might just buy a ticket here or there, or I'd rather just watch the game on, on television. What would be your message to somebody who's borderline thinking of, okay, I'll just stay at home rather than actually coming out to the stadium? My message would be, I think that Eastern Michigan games do a lot of things for a lot of people. I think they bring alumni together. I think that they give you an opportunity to be back and engage with the university if you're an alum. If you're someone who has a family, I think the other great part about Eastern is that Eastern creates an environment that is conducive to the family. I mean, I think when you look at some of, you know, mega institutions where you got 115,000 people that are going to to games, those become difficult settings to enjoy that time with your family, enjoy that time with your friends because it almost becomes it becomes difficult to go. Um, and that's not to, to say that there's anything wrong with that. Those are great experiences as well, but they're very different. Um, and I think that if you're looking for those social experiences, if you're looking for a way to get out on Saturdays, if you really want to support the program um, and the wonderful things that they're doing here, I mean, this is, this is a time where we're not only seeing them get more competitive, but we're seeing them increase grade point averages. We're seeing them increase graduation rates. We're seeing them do a lot of good things for young men at the university. And I think if you really want to be in support of that i think the way to do it is to is to come out to the games to be there for them to let to let them know that you're there um and then in addition to that from an alumni standpoint it's a great way to continue to be engaged it's not the only way but it's a great way to do it um and obviously you know from a university standpoint we would love to see anybody i appreciate your time i mean if you look up in the emu dictionary you'd be right there in true emu a graduate on the undergrad level a (laughs) master's level and now an emu employee and season ticket holder we greatly appreciate your support and time today on the eastern cider podcast Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Welcome inside a special segment of the Eastern Insider Podcast, where I get the special privilege of sitting down with three of EMU's gymnasts, Emily Dubronix, Allie Smith, and Courtney Bezold, who just finished up their seasons competing at the NCAA Regionals over in Ann Arbor at the University of Michigan. Uh, for you three in particular, getting to go on to the next level is is really cool, a, a special honor. You guys were preseason pick number four in the conference. You finished third, and you were really close to winning a championship in all reality. Um, So what was it like for you guys to have, you know, where the expectations were set to them, where you guys were able to accomplish and then personally be able to make it to the regionals? It was really cool finishing really good at max. We finished third, which was really cool for us. And we had a little bit of a slow start to the year, but then it was really exciting when we went with 96 and kept that momentum going into max and finished really well as a team. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, it was really cool to see the team really come together at the end, and it gets me really excited for next year knowing that we have such a strong team and such a um, powerful team that we have a lot of potential. Um, going to NCAA regionals this year was really awesome. Um, the experience was just so cool being down on the floor with such big teams like UCLA, and um, yeah, it was just it was awesome to be out there. Yeah, I know that we are capable of so much more as a team. Um, this past season, we obviously didn't like score as well as we wanted to throughout, but um, getting that 196 towards the end of the season and almost winning max was just a big eye-opener for everybody. Like We are capable of so much more, and I think we really just need to work on our confidence um, going into next season, and uh, I think we're going to do like really amazing things. NCAA Regionals was really fun. I was able to go again individually this year, and I think it was just, yeah, a really fun experience. I think next year we really have a chance of going as a team, and it's going to be um, a great honor to go as a team next year if we do. Oh, Emily, you said it. it's your second time going. First time it was at Ohio State, this time at the University of Michigan, which was a place you guys have competed before as a team. How did that – it's a it's a different environment, but that's something you're used to. You've done it before. It's playing in a big arena, but a place that you guys have played before. How did that play into your comfort level uh, performing last weekend? The arena at U of M actually feels a lot like the Convocation Center, so I felt really comfortable there. Um, and we had the um, exhibition meet in December, so um, I was kind of, like, used to the equipment, and I tried to just, like, put myself in the position of, like, being there back in December and um, just thinking it's just like the Convocation Center. Um, and I think it just really helped with my confidence and just feeling really comfortable throughout the meet. And now, Allie, you finished on the podium at Max. Uh, how were you able to use kind of that momentum going into an environment that maybe some familiarity with playing or performing at that venue already, but being at your first regional? Right. It. I mean, every week I just took it week by week and it really built my confidence having a good ball every week so then when we went to max it was a little nerve-wracking at first but I kind of just depending on the rest of the season knew I was really prepared so finishing on the podium was definitely really exciting for <laughs> me and then carrying it to NCAAs building off what Emily said we know what the arena's like we're used to the equipment so it definitely just helped our confidence. Well, now Courtney you had to sit out while these two performed in the first session what was that weight like and then having to come out and then compete on bars after sitting around for so long? It was a really long day, I'll be honest, but um, just being with them competing was really fun, and I think them doing well um, really helped build my confidence, too, and to see that they knew how to compete, and I know how to compete just as well as they did. Well, one of the interesting parts that I didn't know going into it, but uh, other people who are listening might not realize, you guys compete as part of other teams, basically, when you're uh, in the regionals as an individual. Uh, So, Emily, you competed with Ohio State, and Allie, you were with Alabama, Courtney, you were with Illinois. What was that experience like? You know, being with these these teams, especially a team like Alabama, who has a reputation with them. Um, just that experience being with some of these other athletes from other schools. I was definitely starstruck being with Alabama, and it was really funny because I would just look back at Ev, we would just start laughing just because they're <laughs> such a big team. And I was like, "Hi, I'm from Eastern Michigan," but <laughs> it really helped build my confidence because they were really welcoming. They cheered me on throughout the whole meet, and it was a really mm-hmm. great experience to be with them for the day. Cool. Um, it was really cool rotating with Ohio State. Um, I mean, they're a Big Ten school, so that was really, I don't know, it was just like a different experience cause just to see like how um, they warm up and like how, like how they compete is just like a different aspect. 
and it was really nice because at the end of the meet they just like gave me hugs and were like oh it was so <laughs> nice meeting you and it was just really cool to like get to know like all these like other gymnasts from around like the world because last yeah. year I was with Boise State so it's just it's really <laughs> cool yeah and how about for you um, being in with Illinois was really fun. They were uh, really welcoming, even just at the beginning. In the locker room, they welcomed me into their little um, pre-talk before the warm-ups. And <laughs> even before the meet, we always do little cheers beforehand, and they um, let me be in the huddle with them and then um, let me lead one of our cheers that we usually do before <laughs> our meet. So they really made me feel welcome, and um, it was a really fun experience being with them. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so... You guys have all alluded to it in different parts of uh, our talk already, but with you guys all coming back next year and the team finishing so strong this year, what are kind of your expectations and hopes for next season? It seems like it's a long way off as we're nearing finals and summer vacation, but it'll be here before we know it. I think we definitely have bigger and better goals for next year. We build the momentum really well going to the end of the season, so I think our biggest goal is just going to be picking up right where we left off and we're definitely going to be coming back, going for that MAC championship again, and also definitely going to regionals as a team, I think, are going to be our biggest goals. Anything to add? I know we have uh, five freshmen that are coming in now, maybe more, and they're all really talented, and I think they're going to bring a lot to this team, and I know that um, the returners are going to work really hard this summer because we're really hungry for next year. Well, thanks everyone so much for coming in. I know you guys are busy, and like I said, finals are just around the corner, so there's plenty of studying to do. But uh, congratulations on a, a great season, uh, and we're excited for the momentum you guys have going forward. Uh, have a great summer. Thank you. This is the Eastern Insider Podcast. We'll be right back with some more. Welcome to the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm sitting down now with a sprinter from the men's track and field team, Tyler Underwood. Tyler, one of the seniors on this team. And from nearby, uh, what's it been like for you being a crucial part of this Eastern Michigan track team, being so close to home? Uh, it's been great. Uh, I've enjoyed it a lot. Come a long way since I've came here. Learned a lot, and uh, it's been great being close to home too. So if I ever get a little homesick or anything, just head on home, see the family. So. Well, you said it. You came a long way from the start of things. Freshman year, two meets. Sophomore year, six meets. Junior year, and now all all MAC. What's that progression been like for you personally? Uh, it's it's been great. My uh, my freshman year, I got I got sick. Um, I was still really trying to get in the swing of things with track, and so I just listened to what Coach Roberts and Coach Gerdish had to say for uh, had me do, and just bought into their system. It's helped me quite a bit. So. When you won MAC Runner of the Week last week, congratulations on that. Uh, you've got a big meet coming up this coming weekend down in Tennessee. Talking a little bit about that, last year you guys did well as your uh, four-by team did. Uh, what is it like competing against that level of competition? Um, it's it's really awesome. I enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, Tennessee's a great meet. There's usually a lot of really good competition there. Last year, uh, USA had a four-by-one team they brought there that went 38-something, <laughs> which is crazy. So, uh, and uh, our four-by-four team's going to be opening up this weekend there too. So, they usually have a great four-by-four uh, four field there. So. Well, and through track, you've been able to go a lot of places to compete. Has there been anywhere that stuck out to you as you know a trip that you'll always remember? Uh, yeah, the traveling's definitely probably been one of my favorite parts with track. Uh, last year, we went to the pin relays, and that was an experience I'll definitely never forget. The amount of people there and just the atmosphere there for people coming and enjoying the sport of the track was really 
really something special. Uh, and when you get in those situations, you're running, like you said, against a Team USA. I mean, those are the top of the top. Uh, at Penn, they've got, you know, the crowd there. What's it like for you? What's your mindset when you're getting in the blocks or just getting ready to run that part of your race with all of that, maybe a little more pressure than yeah. usual? Uh, there's there's always nerves in track, especially with races like that. But when it comes down to it, I'm I just really feel like happy and blessed to be there to see competition like that. At a pin, a guy split 43. Just <laughs> being able to be in that race mm-hmm. just was really really something special for me. So. Now we mentioned you're from nearby Clinton, Michigan. You're a senior uh, coming to the end of of your run here at Eastern Michigan. Do you have any big plans for what's next? Um. Not too much right now. Right now, I'm just focusing on finishing out the track season, graduating, and then from there, take time, study. I'll likely take the MCAT later on in the fall, and then hopefully try to get into medical school after I do that. Oh, no big deal. Just the MCAT in medical school. <laughs> a lot, a lot still uh, coming up, but focusing on track right now, graduating. <laughs> well, how has been being a student athlete helped you in preparing as far as, you know, studying and time management uh, throughout the course of your career? Um, it's really it's really helped me time management. When I first came here, it was, it was a struggle at first, but uh, they provide a lot of good services here. I spent a lot of time in, like, teacher office hours, uh, stuff like that. It's really helped me maximize what I've been able to do here. So. Sure, sure. Well, uh, before we let you go, I, w- I want to look at something. I know this is a podcast, so it's not necessarily – the greatest uh, of content, but as we're sitting here in front of my computer, we have your profile up. You had longer hair at Photo Day this yeah. year, but I want to look back at the progression of Tyler from freshman year to senior year. Um, if if you're interested in seeing this, go on emueagles.com uh, and check out the track roster in the historical section. Look at that baby face in there. <laughs> yeah. If you could go back uh, to that freshman year and give Tyler some advice, what would it be? Just a uh enjoy it um it went by super fast so just i'd love to go back just enjoy some of the moments but yeah well uh, your beard's progressively getting a little scruffier the hair's getting uh, a longer you're reverting more towards junior year hair yeah. hairstyle now but uh hey tyler good luck the rest of the way good luck this weekend um and for the rest of the season we're rooting for you thank you thank you so much i appreciate it That's Tyler Underwood from the Eastern Michigan men's track and field team. This is the Eastern Insider Podcast. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. You can find the Eastern Insider on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, emueagles.com. Please leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. Until next week, go Eagles.